Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen. I'm an Ayurvedic wellness counselor, a 500-hour yoga teacher, and Ayurvedic postpartum doula in training. So welcome to the show today. And this is an episode about bounce back culture, just because it's kind of the area where I'm in that area of life. And I've seen the, I guess the memes, the other people who've had babies around the same time as me, um, all of the things that are going on right now. And I think when you're in just after having a baby, you really feel the bounce back culture. And obviously we're all aware of it. And so even if you haven't had a baby, I am going to chat a little bit about, you know, just weight loss in general, weight loss as a goal. So this is going to be, I think, relevant to everyone, uh, no matter what stage of your life you're in, because it's something that as women, I think we're more prone to this and, you know, getting our bodies back in quotations. So it's a hard, I would say, topic to cover and it's sensitive and there's a lot of emotions and I am so grateful for myself and I didn't dig it out. I should have, um, when I had my first son, I was in a much different headspace than, than I am now about my body. And I was probably actually in better shape after baby number one, um, than now after baby number two postpartum, but because I'd never had a baby, I'd never experienced the change. And everyone had told me, oh, you're going to bounce back right away. You're a personal trainer. And I didn't, you know, I had to work really hard to, you know, lose the weight and to get back to kind of just feeling like myself again. And in that journal and in the notes that I had written, you know, I could really feel just that sensitive um, part of myself. And I'm there right now, but I don't think I'm quite as sensitive. It could be age. It could be um, just life experience as well that I'm not there. And I've also prepared for it. That's why I'm really passionate about going into this postpartum Ayurvedic doula work is I've seen what a huge difference that has made for myself. Um, because now I am, you know, five months postpartum and I feel in a much better headspace and I feel better physically than I did after my first child. And so this is something that I'm really passionate about, you know, just having that care and support after baby, because it really does make a difference, I think for your recovery. So let's kind of just dive into the postpartum, the postpartum bounce back culture. And I just want to go over some statistics because I wanted to Google, see what comes up and just kind of share what I found. Because as a, as a new mama, most of us are kind of doing that. We're searching what's out there. What do people suggest? How much weight should you lose? And yada, yada. So I Googled just to see, and you know what they said, usually you lose about 13 pounds right after giving birth, which consists of the baby amniotic fluid and the placenta. So for myself, I had almost a 10 pound baby. So I probably lost a little bit more than that right after a baby. I personally did not weigh myself, um, right after, which I suppose you probably, it's actually a good thing to do just because, um, post preeclampsia can kind of happen. And so you really should be mindful of that. I've had a client who ended up leaving the hospital 20 pounds heavier. That should not be the case. After you have a baby, you should not be leaving 20 pounds heavier than you came in. Um, I don't know how the the hospital didn't catch that, but thankfully she was concerned and went back in and then they were like, oh, wow, this is really serious. So that is something um, that maybe, hey, it is not a bad idea just to weigh yourself to make sure that weight is going down. And if it has went up, that is something that is a red flag. That is something you want to go back into the doctor midwife for um, just to make sure everything is okay with the blood pressure and everything. So that, you know, being a complete side note, 
that is kind of where most people land and around that 13 pounds. Now, I also kind of Googled how many people Google, you know, postpartum weight loss. And I couldn't find the exact number because I'm assuming it's probably in the hundreds every single day. What I did find though, when I Googled that, I found different articles written by predominant health um, magazines or predominant health websites. And a lot of them said by six weeks postpartum, you should have lost about half of your baby weight. Now that can either make you feel like garbage if you haven't, or um, you could feel really good if maybe you're already back to your pre-baby weight. You know, it just depends on what side that you fall in there. And for me, from an Ayurvedic lens at that six week postpartum, we really are resting. Like we're not really doing much besides maybe be gently walking those last you know, week five and six of postpartum. But other than that, you're really taking that time to rest. It is all about resting. And within the resting, actually, you will, you know, lose weight, but maybe not half of that body weight. You know, it, it really, it depends. I think there's just so many, um, so many unknowns there. And just having been in the personal training space for so many years there, I mean, some people easily lose weight. Other people don't, it can be genetics. It can be hormones. It can be lack of sleep, stress, lifestyle, all of the things play a factor into this. And then when I kind of read, like, how do you lose weight after baby? Cause that's going to be the next thing people ask. Wow. Can I just say, um, ladies, those are just pure trash. A lot of those articles, um, they will make you feel not great. They, some of them, you're just like, I'm already doing these. I'm already doing all of these things. And I haven't been able to lose weight. I think that's where most people fall, you know, and sleep Obviously, most people are not sleeping through the night at six weeks, at eight weeks, at even 12 weeks postpartum. I think that also has to be a realistic conversation that we have because I see a lot of people talking about sleep training, but not a lot of people share, hey, my child is still struggling to sleep through the night and they're a year old. They're two years old. When I shared that my son is not sleeping through the night and he's now, you know, five months, people DM'd me like they didn't, you know, comment publicly, but a lot of people will DM and just say, Hey, I'm having that same struggle. I'm there with you. Any tips? And I'm like, I've got no tips because I'm, I'm struggling with that too. And my first, he easily slept through the night by six months postpartum, um, or when he was six months. So I'm like, I've got nothing, you know, this guy is completely different than my first one. And that's something I think that we have to be realistic about too. So when people share like, Oh, Hey, I couldn't, I couldn't do it any longer. My child had to sleep through the night. Um, Yes. And, you know, you probably are feeling that way too, but sometimes your kiddo is just not, not going to, and there's, I mean, you can try all the sleep training you can try all the things I've had people who tried all the sleep training, hired sleep consultants and still couldn't get their kiddo to sleep through the night. So these are things that is just innately there. It's the baby. Like it's the small child, small human. Some people are going to be better sleepers than others, just like adults. And so trying to take those things in Ayurveda, we would kind of look at what are some of the things that might be playing into this? So as the kiddo gets older, it can be screen time too close to bed. I know that for my seven-year-old, if he has too much screen time, TV is a little bit easier, but if he has um, like his Nintendo switch out and if he's looking at that or an iPad, if he has screen time like that right before bed, he has a tough time falling asleep. Um, if he hasn't had enough movement in the day, that's going to affect him because he's an energetic guy. If he hasn't, you know, especially on school days, you know, they get a little bit of movement. And so I always try to have something either let him play longer at a park on nice days. We have a mini trampoline in our living room to help him get those wiggles out, but whatever I can to kind of, you know, going for evening walks, all of those to help him sleep better. And that's the same with little kids too, because that fresh air kind of helps them settle in and sleep better as well. So those are some of just the 
the little basics as they get older. You know, when they're really little, I do think it is, it's an adjustment. They're adjusting, you're adjusting, everyone's trying to figure it out. Okay. So now looking at some other um, hormone factors in that postpartum. So I looked at breastfeeding as well for, for the bounce back for the weight loss. Cause this is a topic that you hear so many people are like, oh, I breastfed and I lost all the weight. And then other people are like, I'm breastfeeding and I'm not losing any weight. And then feeling frustrated that they're in that camp. I personally fall in the ladder. I breastfeed. I don't tend to lose a ton of weight. It, you know, I might lose a pound or two, but it's not going to, you know, fall off. Like typically with my first, after I stopped breastfeeding, then the weight started to kind of shed. Cause I'm, you know, I know I'm eating well and I'm moving and I'm doing all the things like that usually in quotations work, but I'm not sleeping the best right now. And then my breastfeeding, my hormones are just, they just hold on to the fat because I need it to produce milk for my child. And that is something I'm okay with, you know? And I think the first time I was not, and I did end up stopping breastfeeding a lot earlier. And I didn't know that I was, that was what was making me not lose weight per se that first time. Um, but then I know it kind of this time and I'm willing to, I guess, let that happen because I do want to breastfeed as long as I can with the second one. So hormones, then what are hormones doing right after giving birth, both progesterone and estrogen decline almost immediately after giving birth. So basically there's a huge drop. Like you have, you know, you give birth and then your hormones just tank. Now prolactin increases to aid in milk production. And then this postpartum hormones kind of fluctuate for three to six weeks. And it's really like you're on a roller coaster ride and then throw in lack of sleep. Those first three to six weeks, hormones are a little all over the place. That's why people say that they don't feel like themselves, that they feel, you know, one day they might be really high, the next really low. This is where like that postpartum depression can kind of seep in because our hormones are just really all over the place. And we might, if we don't have that support in place, we really start to feel kind of that lonesome and all alone and a little lost. So then fast forward three months, hormones are still working up to where they are to be at baseline. Um, and we're not talking great. We're just talking baseline hormones at this point, three months postpartum. Now, cortisol is usually increased due to just having the stresses of a new baby and then lack of sleep, because especially if you're, well, a first time, or if you have more than one kiddo, because you're also dealing with more than one kid, all of those things are stressful and, you know, lack of sleep thrown in there. We have hormones that are probably not quite where they should be now around six months postpartum, the hormones, they say should be back around pre-pregnancy stage. Now, again, this might vary depending if you're breastfeeding, depending if you have your period back, are you sleeping? All of these things are also going to affect your hormones. And so, you know, just again, with an asterisk, they might be back or they might not be. And then getting your hormones check again, all of this is on average. And what I recommend for hormones checked usually until that six months postpartum, uh, and then getting your thyroid checked and then a full hormonal panel just to see where you're at and to see how our iron, you know, how's your iron. And, um, do you need anything like vitamin D I've had some clients who are really low in vitamin D. So all of this having just kind of a grasp on it and then anything else that you might be experiencing that is symptomatic. So for an example, after my first son, I was having a ton of heart palpitations. My heart was skipping beats and I was getting a little concerned. And so my, my OBGYN sent me to get some, um, further testing done. And I did, 
And I had to wear a Holter monitor. And sure enough, they're like, yep, your heart is skipping. You know, they didn't quite know why it wasn't super serious, but you know, they said we can keep testing and figure out exactly why. And I personally was like, let me just tap into my intuition. I didn't say that to them, but that's what I was thinking. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just my coffee intake. My caffeine had increased. I wasn't sleeping the best. I had upped my exercise at that point. So I was doing some pretty intense hit workouts. And then, um, anytime I had wine, I found the next day it really affected it. So I, you know, cut out the caffeine, I cut out alcohol, and then I just kind of scaled back the workouts a little bit. And then we kind of bumped my son then at six months, um, to his own bedroom. And then I, he was sleeping through the night and then we were sleeping through the night. So all of that actually played with my heart and I had no issues kind of after that. So that is something to kind of pay attention to as well. Like anything that's unusual for you, just going in to get it checked out. And then you might not get answers and you might kind of intuitively know if you are like myself, I guess, but you're like, let me just see. You're not, they didn't have the answers for me. I'm assuming this is the answers. Um, They couldn't say without, you know, a sure, yes, we're sure that's why. Um, But I, I knew, and especially after I played with that and just noticed the palpitations going down, I knew those were kind of, factors that led into it. So coming into that bounce back culture, a lot of the times we see celebrities, you know, I think like lively just had her fourth and then she had these great pictures and she looked amazing after having four kiddos. And that was just, you know, maybe a couple months after her last. And then if you're not feeling your best self and then you see those and you're like, wait, I'm six months after my baby. And I still don't look great and, and great in our own minds. Um, you know, these are all things that can really placate at us. And then what happens is we get, see the commercials for the, um, weight loss drugs. Like everyone's taking that diabetic Ozamatron. I don't think that's how you pronounce it, but the one that all the real housewives are taking now. So that might be something where I think Stassi from Vanderpump rules already said she was going to take it during postpartum, which a, I don't know if that's been tested on breastfeeding either. So maybe, I don't know if she's planning on breastfeeding, but side note there, um, making sure that that would be safe. So if anyone is already in that headspace, just check things out. Um, again, not saying it's right or wrong, but all of those things, all of those drugs do have side effects. They do have things that we're not sure it hasn't been tested long-term. If you're going to put that already on some, you know, low hormones and hormonal imbalance, and then we're going to take some drugs on top of that might not be the best. Now, that's usually when we're at the lowest mentally. And so it's easy to say, give me that quick fix because I want to just be back to, again, in quotations, normal. I want to be back to my old self. And in reality, we might never be exactly like our old old selves. You know, for myself, my breast increased three sizes. Uh, They are not going down in size. Like I'm losing weight. My my boobs are not, they are still staying large. And again, I'm breastfeeding. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they're going to go down three sizes. And my cousin lost hundred pounds and she was like 120 pounds and still had to get a breast reduction. So these are things that I'm mentally prepared. Like, okay, well, I potentially need a breast reduction because um, it does actually, it is painful. And there's uh, other reasons genetic wise, we have large breasts in our family. And so that's just something where I have to mentally think about. And so I do have a goal of losing weight, which I think you can have postpartum. I just am realistic about the timeline. You know, would I love to be like, boom, back into my, for me, it's old shirts. Cause my, most of my pants and stuff, they're fitting again. It's, it's the breasts that are large. And so my tank tops don't quite fit. Some of them don't. And my shirts fit a little funny. 
my, none of my bras fit. I did buy all new ones, all of that. I would, would I love it to be a little smaller? And, um, yes, I would. And that is something where I think you can have that weight loss as a goal, but again, being realistic with myself, you know, this might take a year to two years that is on average, you know, a lot of the websites, they did say it can take up to two years postpartum. And again, if you're in that delicate stage of like, I don't want to take it two years. I want it like yesterday. That's where we can fall prey to the, to the quick fixes, to those easy drugs. And that could be anyone that doesn't have to be just postpartum. That could be anyone who just all of a sudden is like, I just want to, you know, lose 35 pounds. I want to lose 50 pounds, whatever it is for you. And, you know, let's reach for that because it's going to be easy. And again, easy always has some side effects and we don't exactly know long-term there. So that is kind of where I'm at myself. You know, I'm still about 12 pounds away from my pre-pregnancy weight. And then I still want to lose another about 35 pounds to get back to where I was pre-pandemic. And so I want to, um, you know, really kind of tackle a little bit bigger weight loss goal. So for myself, you know, I don't have necessarily a deadline of when I want this to happen. I just, am going to keep doing the the things that I know are best for me, you know, which is going to be walking every day, which is going to be my strength training. I'm doing my ab rehab to get my diastasis to heal. Um, I'm meditating. I'm practicing yoga. And I will tell you on some days it's hard when you're like, because we've, I think we've been so conditioned, like we work out because we want our bodies to look a certain way. I mean, raise your hand if that is, maybe that's you still, I will raise my hand. That is for sure how I, I mean, I guess I would say I'm still in that regard because I do like to have muscle and in order to have some muscle definition, I have to lift weights. So technically, yeah, I am lifting for an aesthetic. It's maybe not like, I'm not looking for a weight aesthetic of like, I need to weigh X amount, but I'm looking for like a physical aesthetic of like, I want some definition. I want some tone tonedness in my body. So, um, I mean, is there other reasons? Of course, mentally, do I feel a ton better when I work out for sure? Like that is something for me, that's like my happy pill. And so having those workouts really do help me, um, with my mood and emotions as well. So that is kind of the goal of getting there. Like, yes, I, again, I don't think it's a bad thing to have aesthetic goals. Um, but pairing it with what's a deeper why, because aesthetic again, if you're not seeing any changes and if you're in that postpartum period and you're not seeing those changes, because again, maybe you're breastfeeding and you're someone whose body holds onto that fat until you're done. It is hard to get motivated to do it, to do it every day. I found, um, I'm doing the Nancy Anderson fit her ab rehab program and I'm almost to day 84. And I basically been doing it now for 84 days in a row. And it's helpful because I can just check it off. You mark it off when you're done. And I have it programmed into my actual weightlifting that I'm introducing back into my routine that I have been for the last you know couple months. And really having those days mapped out really helped me stay focused and on track. So if you're someone who likes to check things off, I would recommend finding a program like that. Um, if you're not postpartum, actually Nancy Anderson Fit has a one that is just a regular program too for not postpartum mamas as well. But anything like that where you can check it off just to have a program calendar for yourself or hiring a trainer who has the program mapped out for you. I think that is definitely um, key. If you're in that, how am I going to keep staying motivated? How do I kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other when it's hard, like to do it consistently? It's hard. It's nobody is going to tell you that it is easy until you get in that. Like, this is just my lifestyle. This is part of what I do. 
But when you're getting started with reaching a goal, it is hard. It is hard to stick with it. It is hard when you don't see those instant results because it might take a few months, you know? So that is my, I guess my caveat there and I get it and I feel that. And then finally, how are you feeling? I think most of us don't feel great in our postpartum bodies. And that's why we want something to change instantly. Um, and honestly, for me this time around, I feel pretty good, you know, just minus my larger breast. And I, again, I still have the weight I want to lose to clothes to fit a little bit better, but I, again, I'm personally, I'm a big fan of checking in. How are you feeling? And if you don't feel great and you don't feel like yourself, I don't see a problem with having weight loss as a goal, just being realistic about it. You know, you just went through, and I know we hear this all the time. You know, you went through nine, 10 months of carrying the baby. Don't expect it to be gone in nine or 10 weeks. And I know that can get cliche and it can get old and it can get hard when you're like, but nothing is happening and I'm doing the things I'm eating, right. I'm doing all the things, but just trying to stick with it. And that's where, Hey, if now you're six months and really nothing has changed and you are doing everything, make sure you're eating. Sometimes we're not eating enough. Also go get those hormones checked because sometimes again, I've had many people again, who've all of a sudden a thyroid condition came up or an autoimmune condition, um, came up after having baby. So there could be other things that are going on. And so if you kind of in your gut are like, I'm doing those things, I'm, I'm eating well, I'm moving. Um, and is something is just not right. Trust your gut and go in and get some tests done just to, just to rule those out. And I'm any good doctor will let you come in and do that. Um, and not question you. So that is my caveat there. All right. Well, let me know. I would love to continue this discussion. Anyone who's feeling, um, like they want to talk more about this. Like I'm totally here for it. Uh, you can just kind of send me a DM at seasonal Andrea or send me an email. And I would love to chat more and hear your own experience with it because it is tough. It's a hard, it's a hard line to walk and to walk the F the bounce back culture. And I do want to eventually change my body. I just, it's not going to happen in those first six weeks, six months. It might take a little bit longer and accepting that. And it's hard. It's not easy. I get it. Totally get it. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.